Yeah. No. No, no, no. 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 No, 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 no. No, no, no. No, no, no. You're listening to the dollop. Esta bilingual. It's going to be a minute. (laughs) Anyone have Rosetta Stone? Because I think we could use it. Podcaster. Uh Uh-huh. Oh, my God. No. Each week, Mm -hmm. I, hot bathroom man. Always said that. Lover of the Bush family. Man who watched the criminal invasion of Panama. All right, all right. Let's not, let, that's not a good callback. Those are the bad ones. Dave Anthony reads a story from American history to his friend. Gareth Reynolds, who has no idea what the topic is going to be about. I know. I know what it's going to be about. Yeah, no, that's why the intro is structured that way. We thought about it, so. Um, there's something I wanted to say. You said it. No, no, that stuff, uh, before, before you made me do that. <laughs> yeah, right, sorry. Um, <laughs> How dare I? Oh, uh, I, will, I will do the live Houston dollop about George H.W. <laughs> Bush. Okay, all right. Well, that ought to be fun for them. That'll be... I'm just getting an alert downstairs that our numbers went down, so that's interesting. <laughs> I don't know how that's possible. Um, the Austin one is one of my favorite stories of all time that I've never done a dollop about that I wrote with another guy. Oh, uh, okay. A script that's going out next month. Me and the, me and the writer of History of Violence wrote uh, a movie based on the, the story yeah. in Austin, so if you're in Austin... The writer of History of Violence and a man with a history of violence <laughs> have combined... It's Josh Olson. Yeah. yeah. The great Josh um, So go to that. Who hates uh, the intro structure. Yeah he, yeah. he really gets mad at it. Yeah, he's not happy with a preposition at the end. But yeah. Fuck it. Nobody yeah. Cares. He can fuck off. Boom. Yeah. Boom. Another preposition. He's fantastic. Uh, and then we just announced uh, Philadelphia, Atlanta. We're going to be in Los Angeles, Phoenix, Dallas. So uh, go to dollopodcast.com and get tickets. Yep. Yep. I miss you. Mm. This box gin is really good. I picked a hotel. I picked a hotel without looking at pictures of the rooms because it was a brand new hotel. And uh, we're at summer camp. We're at summer camp. Each room has uh, four bunk beds. Yep. (laughs) You know that feeling when you open that hotel door and you're like, "How nice is it going to be?" And then you open it, you're like, "What?" (laughs) A guy pops out of the bathroom. Welcome, camper. Hey guys, how's your canoeing? We're burning merit badges this weekend. You know how to fish? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was good. Yeah. January 1st, 1879. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Yeah. Benjamin Reitman was born in St. Paul, Minnesota to Russian immigrant, immigrant Jews, Shockney and Ida Reitman. No questions. 
Uh, he had a two-year-old brother, uh, older brother. Uh, ben was a sickly child <laughs> and was very close with his mother. As sure. Sickly well, yeah, sickly will... children need to nurse. Yeah, so he's yeah. like, I love her. Yeah. Her milk is what keeps me. What? Come on, you never heard of breastfeeding dog? Not like that. No. I did it till 15. That's why my bones are so strong. Yeah. Oh, there you go. That's right. Oh, just had burp you. I do that still. Uh, his mom, Ida, believed that he could do no wrong. Mm-hmm. When Ben was one, his dad just left. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, he was sickly. And this was a time when if your kid was sickly, you're like, eh, I don't like this situation. I'm going to get a little mulligan going, you know what I mean? Have another take at it. Plus, the mom's like, he's awesome. And yeah. he's like, no, he's not awesome. No, he's not. He's not. No. Deteriorating. It looks like E.T. Oh my God. I would, that would be so great to have a baby look like E.T. <laughs> oh my, I, you just walk around and be like, no, it's E.T. I, I don't think it's a good idea. <laughs> Especially if you could teach him to go far. Oh, oh, oh. oh the right? second his finger lights up, that guy's like, yeah, I'm definitely out of here. I just came back to get my hat, but what the fuck is going on here? No. Uh, so he's one, years old, one year old. His dad bails. Uh, Ida tried to give her two, uh, get her two boys, then admitted to a Jewish orphanage. So she was like, that was a great idea. <laughs> I knew I loved that man's instincts. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Ida uh, go too if I could. Yeah. Yeah. I love you. Bye. Just keep saying phone home, and that doesn't make any sense in this era. Phone mean. Um, somehow a charity intervened and gave her uh, tickets to go to Chicago where she rented a room in the red light district. With him? With the boys. Okay, the boys. So I thought they were just like, well, you have won a great little package. <laughs> You're our millionth dropper. <laughs> Balloons. No, they were trying to keep the family together. So Yeah, okay. So the red light district. Yeah. Okay. Uh, some of Ben's uh, first friends were sex workers. Okay. Nope. For those of you listening, Dave just smiled. <laughs> uh, ben found uh, them warm, compassionate, and generous. Well, many customers did. Uh, but Bre- Ben and his brother were expected to bring in money, so he oh dropped boy. out of... <laughs> <laughs> Lift it higher, Ben. Lift it. <laughs> Show that ankle, baby. Work it, Ben. <laughs> So he dropped out of uh, a school at 10 years old and uh, begged and stole food and sold used bottles and newspapers and worked as a shoe shiner. Just sure. Classic 10 year old. Part time jobs, yeah. 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 At 12, two hobos convinced Ben to hop a train to Cleveland. Okay, so now, all right, you know, I'm trying to hang in there early, but then now we're obviously, if hobos are throwing a 10 year old onto a train, it's not great. They didn't throw him on, they well, talked him into coming on a train. Okay. Oh, sorry. I didn't mean to mischaracterize their behavior. They didn't throw. They didn't pick them up and throw them. They were like, hey, man, train ride is fucking uh, great. Follow that trail of beans. There you go, boy. Get in the back. Hope you like whistling. That's all we do now. That's it. So so he comes back, and then he's just fucking in love with riding trains. He comes back to Chicago after riding. This is a round trip. Sure. Cleveland comes back. Okay. Right, yeah, right. That sounds like he gave it a real shot. He was like, yeah, yeah. Eh, not for me. So after, whenever he could, he hopped trains. Okay. He'd travel for days or weeks and then come home. 
His mom didn't care. And what are you? Do, what are you do? Like, what's the recreational side of it? That's are it. you just it's just the exhilaration? You just go on. Wow. Yeah, you're just riding the fucking train. Simpler times, yeah. for sure. They're hobos. That's okay. what hobos did. They rode the fucking trains. <laughs> All right, hobo attorney, relax. <laughs> Jesus, someone's been riding the trains. Dave was on the L today. He was like, "Y'all go to Cleveland, <laughs> the big city." It. I'm looking for gumption and gall. Which way, y'all? He's emotional because of... Anyway. Sorry, man. Someone literally just goes, oh, I feel bad for Dave. Um, Just so everybody knows that L train does not go to Cleveland. Some people got to find that out the hard way. We all learn lessons the hard way. Yeah. Boy, that was fast. Well, wait, I'm still in Chicago. So uh, he traveled with rough guys, the, the men he traveled with. Uh, with uh, uh, pretty brutal. He witnessed men murdered in fights. Oh, my God. Uh, drunks being rolled and boys sexually molested. Jesus Christ. That is like a terrible sandwich. It's just like being on Amtrak. <laughs> Could yes. I get the no molestation car? Yeah. We're all out. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Oh. Anything in the quiet murder section? No. No, we have... Well, there's still a couple tickets left in the beaten to death with a rock. No, no, no. It's graphic. <laughs> How old is he at this point? He's, he's 12. Oh, my God. So I certainly expected, like, a 10-year jump. Okay, he's uh, 12, he he and he's experiencing cl- uh, close he murder. A first sexual experience with a sailor in New York when he was 12, which okay. some would not describe... As an experience. As an experience. They right. describe that as uh, statutory uh, rape. Right. Yes. Yep. Uh, in Virginia, he escaped an attempt, attempted gang rape by, quote, a mob of crooks who were working for the state fair. <laughs> so so the, the rumors about the state fair are pretty true. Well, I mean, we can... I'm out of tickets. Can I get on the Ferris wheel? One, like, dribbling tooth. You're like, oh... Sorry, my tongue just does that. <laughs> Dave smiled again. Uh, if there's one thing we, we can say that has never changed in America, it is carnies. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, uh, jump forward. He is, uh, he's just riding trains for years, and then at 20, he got a job uh, in Chicago as a lab boy. As a lab boy? Lab boy, working in a lab. Uh, I don't. This is how. Doctor. Is this on the island of Doctor Moreau, where he's like, oh, Ben? You'd look fantastic. He with a grafted tail. a monkey paw to his forehead. <laughs> <laughs> I can okay. pick stuff up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so what he was doing was he was ass- assisting uh, physicians with experiments on this syphilis. This is on. Oh Jesus Christ! This is. <sighs> Oh boy. He also sold. Someone's headed to Noseless Town. <laughs> Just drink this? Sure, sir. <laughs> he also sold stray dogs to med students <sighs> so they could practice surgery on them. Good. Can I get a cot to lay down on? <laughs> They're coming in hot. Yeah. Doctors were very impressed with Ben and pushed him to study medicine. Okay. Um, <laughs> One offered to pay his tuition at the College of Physicians and Surgeons. So at 21, he entered medical school. Okay. Uh, first year was hard because he, remember, he dropped out of school at 10. Yeah, yeah. So there's probably, 
you know, there's a little catching up to do. Uh, can you read the first chapter? This is a dog I found. Uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, so read that chapter and no more dogs. The wiener gets painful and then your nose come off. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. Okay, so, you know, let's do the reading. Mm-hmm, 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 I saw when I was on a train. I okay, saw all right, you know what, let's, let, you know, let's skip the reading, you know. Do you know what a sailor is? Mm-mm, 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 mm-mm. No, 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 we've done this. Mm-mm, mm-mm. I like medical school. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. Okay, uh, great Second day. I mean, we've made some tremendous leaps, I feel like, from the first one. Can we cut the dog open? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. That's it. Let's just, that's lunch. So, uh, whew. I don't have a watch on, but I should get out of here. I, uh... Uh, he met a woman and fell in love and was going to marry her. But then he lost his shit during the ceremony and he started hopping around and babbling like a lunatic. <laughs> My guess is he didn't want to get married. <laughs> That's what I feel like I'd do at the altar. Yeah. Do you take this one? Okay. His mom took him home and put him to bed. Well, I mean, talk about a catch, obviously. How was he single for so long? But the next summer, he got it together, and he married 21-year-old May Schwartz. Okay. Her parents paid for the honeymoon, and they went to Germany. On a train? No. (laughs) Ben, stop. As soon as they got there, Ben bailed on the now-pregnant May. (sighs) He's like, Dad, you'd love me if you hear this. I'm your boy. Instead of enjoying their honeymoon, Ben went off hoboing, spending... spending (laughs) Spending weeks bumming food, money, and hooking up with ladies in Antwerp. Okay. Well, doesn't sound terrible. Then he worked his way onto a steamship and left Europe and came back in time to start his second year of med school. What? Do we feel like he started his first? Okay. I mean, when he showed back up, they were like, oh, God damn it. Hey, Ben! Dr. Ben. (laughs) How presumptuous. Oh, shit. How's the wife? (laughs) We figured. All right. Um... After giving birth, May had a breakdown, and she was put in a a crazy house in Hamburg. They didn't call it that, but I embellished. Sure. So Ben finished his second year of med school, and then he went back to Europe to see May in the sanatorium, and there he met his daughter for the first time. The, uh, what he, is going on with him? Are there, like, two people playing him? <laughs> it's just... Look, he likes to travel. How you been? Not well, it seems. Well, hey, cutie pie. Yeah. Okay, great, as long as we're... Um, he brought them back to America... Okay. And then May returned to her parents and divorced him. Okay. On what grounds? <laughs> what about this was she not loving? Ben was then expelled from med school for trying to get another student to take an exam. <laughs> well, I mean, 
Yeah. And like, well, I, of course. What are his options? Uh, I'll give you a dog. <laughs> I'll give you syphilis. I'll give you a syphilitic dog. The nose come off. Yeah. <laughs> but he, he then he got into a different med school and graduated. Well, now he's a doctor. What med, I mean, another one. Arizona Online University? No, Where did he? Just another one right in Chicago. All good. Uh, yeah, all good, for sure. He opened an office for uh, well, poor people. Uh, he has a, he's practicing medicine? Yeah, he's a doctor. He no, he's from, not. He graduated from medical he's school. He's had no years in medical he's school. three or four or whatever. No, he's, he hasn't. He's been on a train. No, that was, that was summer break. Look at your face right now. You can't believe your bullshit. <laughs> you know what I need. Uh, so he opens up an office for uh, poor people. Ben's patients were, quote... This inc- is so bad already. Ben's patients were, quote, an incredible assortment of homeless men and women, unemployed mothers, dope addicts, whores, pimps, pickpockets, and bootleggers. God damn it. They called him the clap doctor. I don't think it's applause-based. I don't think this was people who were like, I keep Brendan Frasering, I can't. Like, eight people get it, but... Well, they call him that because he treated VD patients without judgment. Yeah, yeah, let's not, let's not get... No, 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 no. The two guys who have VD. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just hooted out. Yeah, well, yeah, they hooted out because they already have the clap. They don't need to... That's my boy! Because they look at me weird every time. A hero rises from the ashes. (laughs) He just charged patients what they could pay, so he didn't make very much money. This is... Okay. Which meant he ended up depending on the women he was with for support. And he had no problem attracting women. Ben had shoulder-length dark hair and an untrimmed mustache. Uh, why? Yes, it's... As we call a pussy sweeper. Yeah, oh, Jesus. <laughs> oh, boy. I just... He wore a silk tie. Uh, this is enough. Cowboy hat. Uh, this is... Carried a walking stick. Oh, my God. And wore a cape. <laughs> I'm super bad. All right, so, <laughs> okay. Sometimes if he got stressed out and needed a break, he would just leave his metal, medical practice, hop a train, and take off. Okay, so. Or a ship. He also hopped ships. Well, I don't know. Uh, yeah, it's just so far not at all a doctor. But he hopped ships more than once. Yeah, uh, okay. He went to Paris at one point and worked for Buffalo Bill's Wild West show. And, and <laughs> Imagine and if you France. found out your doctor was doing this. <laughs> I had an appointment on the 30th. I'm sorry, what is he doing? <laughs> when will he be back? <laughs> He's the best. He don't care. Mm. <sighs> what do you give a guy who fucked a dead dog? A medal <laughs> that says hero. I'm from a different medical school. Uh, uh, <laughs> all right, so he's... Have you been to Dogfuckers Medical School? I think we know who has. 
Also in France, he treated circus boys who had VD. In Ireland, he was falsely arrested for murder. I feel like he wasn't falsely arrested. <laughs> well, the murderer, they the murderer they were looking for was an Irishman. So Ben, quote, showed them the evidence of a rite that had been performed on me by a Jewish rabbi during my infancy. They were highly amused and roared with delight and then released him. Wait, okay, wait. So are you, are you insinuating... Do you know what a lineup is? I have a guess. It's like I that. think a man with a cape and a mustache who looked like Wyatt Earp mm -hmm. took his cock out, and then everyone was like, go! Yep. Yeah, okay. That's exactly right. That's how 98% of murders get off. So in other words, to be a serial now, murderer... Now, get off, I mean they come. Uh, thank you. <laughs> to be a serial murderer in Ireland, all you had to do was have the tip of your dick cut. That's right. Okay, great. Pretty simple. Boy, this room got really loud. <laughs> in 1907 in St. Louis, Ben saw an ad for a meeting of hobos. You okay? Yeah, uh, I'm fine. I'm worried about our main character a little. In a large vacant store, 300 men gathered to hear speeches. <laughs> Just long, winding nonsense. And that's the other thing. That's why we've got to figure out a way to make sure that everybody has another thumb. And uh, if you get another thumb, yeah, in the back. How do we get rid of fleas? Yeah, well, fleas are your friends, and every time you go to name them, they become different, but it's hard to figure out, so you've got to put a thread around them and then create a chain of fleas, and then you've got to make a song about it. Be like, what are we going to do about that sailor in New York? Yeah, a sailor in New York, make him go, yeah, he's got a big brain, then you eat a brain, then you gain the man's knowledge. That's another way to do it, and... You know, and then you go and you got your different ways of putting your legs, and then you think about it, and you learn gymnastics, you can, and what else? You have a bean, and you eat a bunch of beans, and then you find your fleas again, and then your fleas are there, and then what else am I going to say about this meeting? Hold on, I ain't done, and then you go, and you... <laughs> Hey, friend, your friend has to say, you know, you get an extra thumb. If you get an extra thumb, then you got four thumbs because you already had three thumbs. If you're lucky, genetics have been smiling on you as it has the sum of us. And then you go, but that's my time. You've been unbelievable. Yeah. Oh, I forgot about it. Eat pasta raw. Thank you. Your next speaker, um, you're going to love this guy. The meeting was put on by the uh, International Brotherhood Welfare Association, which was an, an educational movement to improve... <laughs> I improve. can't believe the one legit thing I just shit all over. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks for letting me walk out there. Yep. I'm there. It was to improve the lives of the homeless. Okay. You're a real son of a bitch, Anthony. Uh, so they started what were called hobo colleges, where hobos could attend lectures and organize. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm going to be respectful until I learn the details right now. What, is this the story of Trump University? Is that what this is going? <laughs> hobo college. I'm majoring in Bindlestiff. stiff. <laughs> <laughs> 
Ben was impressed and said he would open a Chicago hobo college. Okay. Back in Chicago, he got to work on the hobo college. The Freeport Journal Standard, 18th of May, 1907. Quote, Chicago is to have a hobo's paradise. <laughs> I mean, honestly, you've got to imagine if you're like some affluent Chicagoan, like, bleh, bleh. Oh, my God. No. I just threw up my stomach. Oh. Dr. Ben Reitman will establish the institution. Doctor. Was it quoted as doctor? He's a doctor. Was the... He graduated. Yeah. We'll establish an institution on Monday. Are you a bow out of a job? <laughs> Where do we have with that bed? Can I get it and just have a little lay? Here you will find plenty of soft snaps. All soft snaps? I think like it's like, yeah, we like what you're saying. What, like a f- off poetry jam? Yes. <laughs> yes. All who would like to volunteer their services in this latest phase of the uplift may con- communicate with Dr. Reitman. So far, all the do- doctor has toward the fulfillment of his plan is a little printed stationery. So, he... <laughs> the starting point is that he can write scripts... Yeah, yeah, he's got uh, some paper. <laughs> yeah, sure. Okay, yeah. Well, I'll have five beans and call me tomorrow. Let me know how that goes. Okay. So Ben held a banquet for 120 hobos at a fancy hotel. That's a great call. Surely no shoplifting there. Where's the silverware? Did we see it anywhere? One speaker, Spike Andy, gave a lecture. Oh, to- I bet he did. And what else about fleas, I have to say. You got to, you know, name them. That's important because they'll identify if you call them. And, uh... Spike Andy gave a lecture titled, Under the Icebox, Fast Asleep. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, like, curious when momentum is going to kick in on this story because so far it just feels like some, like, truck trying to get out of a snowy hill. <laughs> okay. What was it titled? Under the... Under the icebox, fast asleep. (laughs) Also, from a paper, quote, shoestring chase... Oh, my God, Dave. Come on. Was it found improving the golden occasion by filling his pockets with the good things? See, I mean, I... Come on. You called it. Yeah, I called the shot. (laughs) So Chicago was a big hobo. Are you ready to go on stage as just a bunch of rolls drop out of his jacket? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's to teach with. Where's the butter? So Chicago was a big hobo town. Okay. In 1907, the New York Times called Chicago a, quote, drainage basin. <laughs> See? That's why this is a good town. They're like, goddamn right. Still is. Thank you, Dave. Appreciate it. Very nice of you. Yeah. Yeah. Hobos were considered lazy, stupid, dangerous criminals. Okay. People believed they were homeless because they lacked morals. Boy, a lot has changed. Ben wanted to change that perception, and so he wrote a paper titled The American Tramp. Okay, let me ask you this. 
Is he competent? No. Okay, great. Just wanted to check in and make sure I shouldn't, like, pin any hope on him. He's 100% bluff... bluffing. What's going on? What the fuck was that? What happened? Is the ceiling falling down? Oh, my God. It's snowing. It's a Christmas miracle. Did you guys have, like, a snow thing that happened here? No, the guy whose teeth are rattling sneezed. Was there a performance where stuff fell? Snow fell? It is snow? Okay. It's, it's still... Okay, guys, stick around. The Nutcracker's up next, and we're very excited. What, what, what was the show? Did a meteorologist talk about this? A what? A mall? A mm-hmm. mall. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, I think we're... A mall was here. You guys come here to see the mall? Yeah. What are you, stripping down? It came off of you. I, You're I, the mall. I'm snowing. Wait, does this salt shirt have salt all over it? Is that what just happened? You just, like, dust came off of you like you're a spirit. That's dandruff. D- Dave Drift. Yeah, don't worry. All right, it's it's supposed to hail later. I checked the five-day. We got a nor'easter moving this way. What is, it? What is a mall? What is that? Huh? It's where you get a bunch of stuff at Spencer's Gifts and there's a Sabaro. <laughs> We've all been there. <laughs> all right. So, so Ben writes this paper. He's totally bluffing. He's bullshitting. It says the typical hobo is a boy and 75% of them are under 21 and some were as young as eight. So he's kind of just writing from his personal life, right? He's, try, he's, he's like try, making up stats. He's trying to make people like Nor- hobos. Right, okay. Normalize the hobo community Normalize by hobo. making and, up statistics from his own biography. Yeah, and, and then he actually, after that, then he, then he actually went out, after the thing was published and people thought he was an expert, then he went out and actually interviewed sociologists and cops and, and railroad people and found out the truth, so then he could be an expert. But did the, the, the truth match up with his earlier statements? I don't know. I feel like no. Probably not. I mean, I would imagine <laughs> most hobos were old guys who had... Right. Had, no, yeah. hobos. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, exactly. Like the, pic- the picture you have in your head of a hobo. It's right. It's not like a boy like, hi, no. daddy. Hey. Like, it's like a crazy old hobo that right. you should hit with a chain. No, no, no. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. Nope, 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 nope. If they come at you... No, no, no. You swing the chain. No, 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 no. Heavy nope. chain. No, it's no, the only again, way to keep a hobo. The uh, views in uh, politics expressed knows. in the Dalla podcast are you swing not. It, uh, and you look the hobo. You always Dave look him Anthony's in the eye. thoughts. You always look him in the no, fucking no, no, eye, no, no, and no. you go, no, no, no. Who's boxcar? No, no, no. Who's boxcar? No, no, Dave, your watch is set to twenty years in the future. And if they if they keep coming, you just fucking hit him in the head. No, no, no. Right with the fucking chain. Nope. Okay, all right. Can we cut a little bit, and then we'll just jump back in whenever you guys are ready on the side? I'm, I'm Get that snow going. That was fun. I'm, I'm, probably, I'm probably a bad socialist. Yeah. Yeah, one would um, think. So, so he's given lectures all around the country about being a hobo expert. Okay, B- based off of his new facts or his old facts? New facts. New facts. Okay, gotcha. All right. Thank you. In 1908, Ben started hanging around the offices of Chicago's socialists and meeting all the the top radicals like Mother Jones. Okay. And in 1908, anarchist speaker Emma Goldman came to give lectures. 
1892, she had helped her lover, Alexander Berkman, try to assassinate Henry Clay Frick. Okay. Okay. But there was no proof of her involvement, uh, but people knew that she'd had a part in it. So the press loves to attack her, right? She's an anarchist. Okay. The assistant Chicago police chief said Emma would not be speaking at meetings and no anarchist meetings would be permitted in Chicago. Okay. Are anarchists the people who need permission? <laughs> oh, yeah, we can't speak. Yeah, okay, we'll obey that. Anyway, laws don't matter. Um, okay. When asked if she would be arrested, he replied, quote, the trouble with Emma is she misbehaves herself. That ain't illegal. <laughs> I'm living proof. <laughs> so they, w- they shut down the place she was going to speak at. So Ben offered her his hobo meeting space. Okay. And then fire inspectors condemned that building as a fire trap. Okay, <laughs> all right. Yeah. So they start hanging out together, and pretty soon they're, they're fucking. Okay. She wrote him, quote, you have opened up Mm-hmm. The prison gates of my womanhood. Got that magic key. I'll take your hand on that. I'll hold you. Let go now. You've and opened up the prison gates of my womanhood. And all the passion that was fettered and unsatisfied in me for so many years leaped into a wild, reckless storm of boundless as the sea, I am famished. <laughs> Do you hear the woman in me? Jesus, is... this is an overtext. <laughs> this is when you're like, there's more dot, dot, dots. I don't know how deep this is going to go. Do you hear the woman in me is famished? What else is there for me but to follow the call of the wild, the savage? The master lover. Can I get a cape? (laughs) (laughs) Emma was 10 years older. Oh, dude, a lot of pauses there. (sighs) Okay, okay. She called him hobo. He called her mommy. I don't know what's going on in my body chemistry, but it's just atoms are smashing. I'm turned on. I'm grossed out. (laughs) (laughs) Fix me, David. I'm broke. Um, So she's, you know, she's touring, giving speeches. So he goes on the road with her and then he became her manager. (laughs) <laughs> Someone didn't find that professional. Someone was like, like wait a minute, that's a crossing of business lines. You can't be the manager of a famished woman. <sighs> the hobos were not happy that Ben had allied himself with anarchists. Okay. It's against the hobo rules. Yeah, the hobo code, the hobo. Hobo code. Yeah. So they passed a resolu- resolution. Quote, they passed a resolution. The hobos? Okay. Sure, sure, the sure. Ho- Sure. The hobos passed a resolution. Uh-huh. All in favor? Meow. All right. We're yay or nay for the last time, guys. Whoever's meowing, not how we're voting. I stab Bob. All right. So it's a thumbs up or a thumbs down is what we're going to go with. And uh, 
I can't believe we know Bob's dead for sure. That's tough to hear. So the hobos were not happy that he had allied himself with the anarchists. So they passed a resolution, quote, we, the regular representatives of the hobo unemployed, do hereby renounce forever our allegiance to said Reitman. Okay. So he's out of the hobos. He's been deep. I'm not even trying to be rude, but it is weird for a... It's just like a weird... Anyway. Emma had manners, while Ben was very crude. Not when she was writing. (laughs) Woo! (laughs) My stars. Ben is very crude. She said his clothes, quote, were successful... (laughs) What? What did I do? I didn't do anything. They're laughing at what you said. Oh, snow? More snow? Oh, snow is coming. Wait, I think it's whenever you say hobo. (laughs) I mean, where the fuck is it coming from? No, Dave, Dave, my lesson is that we need more snow shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We need more of this stuff. People get very excited. Can we get some wind? Give me that cape, it'll look great. So... This is when a light drops on us and it stops being funny. <laughs> uh, they made 20 minutes Didn't... of snow jokes, which was followed immediately by two lights falling on the gentleman. What the city? festival is canceled. What city did that happen in, though? Where the oh, uh, we fell? were somewhere where they were, where they, like, yeah, the lights were going to drop on us, and they were like, we need a minute. We were like, okay, great, thank you. So Emma said Ben's clothes were, quote, successful fugitives from soap and water. Boy, talk about a glass half full kind of gal. I mean, it's really like an empty glass that she's calling three quarters full. Yeah. But he did that on purpose because his look was a comment on bourgeois mortality, as he called it. No, it wasn't. He Mora- was just morality. dirty. Morality. That, he, still, that's he's, just. But he's making a comment on the rich. I'm a Banksy. Thing. Yeah, he's a Banksy. I'm a comment on society. Yeah. Yeah, that's my whole thing. That's why I wear the same outfit and smell, because I'm, like, trying to show the system that, like, stinking right is wrong. You know what I mean? System smells like soap, and I'm anti-system. Yeah, so it's like, mmm. Yeah, that's why I stink. Anyway, give me those keys to your woman jail. I'm ready to... Mmm! Woman jail? Yeah, whatever you called it. I'm in. My name's Ben. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. I hit my head earlier when I... (laughs) Some snow fell on me, and then a light. So Emma was constantly embarrassed by him and asked him to think about what he said in company. Margaret Anderson, editor of The Little Review, said his behavior, quote, wasn't so bad if you could hastily drop all your ideas as to how human beings should look and act. Well, again, very complimentary. There's a way. He's not awful if you know nothing. Read my tiny paper. Emmett gave lectures on freedom and independence as an anarchist. Ben Mm -hmm. acted on it. He had sex with whoever and... Wherever he wanted. But is that... That's not, oh, Jesus. I mean, that's the problem with dating an anarchist. Yeah. She's like, no, I think we're committed. He's like, this He's, is what we're doing, No, right? commitment is a law, and like you said, we don't believe in those. Yeah. Anyway, your sister's preggers. <laughs> so, 
No laws, right? Let's kill her. I mean, look. <laughs> we can do anything. I've got a cape. I stink. Let's party. <laughs> Woo! That's the name of his biography. I yeah. have a cape and I stink. <laughs> so... Emma had a tough time with this. She believed in free love, but did not want Ben seeing other women. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I definitely think there's a fair line to differentiate between like lawlessness and commitment. But she's into free love. But you... she preaches free love. Don't come at me like this. He tried to convince Emma she was the one by writing that his, quote, will shrank up when he was trying to have sex with another woman. I do love old-timey euphemisms. Yeah. It's just like a nice little reach. My will shrank. Look, honey, I love you, and here's how much I love you. When I tried to fuck another lady, I couldn't get hard. Yeah. That's love. Yeah. yeah. Putting that, I'm putting that in the vows. <laughs> Which is, uh, I'll act like a monkey when we're getting married, by the way, and then leave. <laughs> Gotta ride the trains for a while. Emma responded, quote, your affairs nauseate me because they are so common. Were they not having conversations? They were just sort of like note passing under a door? Well, they wrote a lot, they, you know. Sure. So it's, this is a very dangerous time to be an anarchist. Police would harass and arrest them. But Emma still filled 5,000 seat halls. Authorities would find where she was speaking and get the lease canceled. When the tour ended, she went to New York and Ben went to Chicago. Because of the Comstock obscenity laws... They wrote sexual letters in code. Oh, that's what they already were. There's much more coding you can do. Okay. For example, treasure box meant vagina. By the way, so far I'm adopting a lot of these. Willie meant penis. Mm, well, yeah, duh. I already figured and that one out. Mountains meant breasts. Okay. So here's a letter. <laughs> I, uh, you've given us the key and now we look at the map Emma to Ben quote <laughs> I'm sick of your river spilling on the mounds of others my treasure box is the only one you have a map to <laughs> quote I'm so excited <laughs> I will have your love if I have to drink it through your blood, if I have to suck it out of your willy. If I have to tear it out of you, it's mine. Oh, my God. How long until I can spread the treasure box over you? <laughs> oh, my God. I, over him? You're... You shall wear my treasure box upon ye head. The red... Red rose, red with my blood, so that you can take its perfume and the mountains how they hurt now, with the fullness of passion for you. Hobo, I am mad, mad, mad. <laughs> I need a little more snow out here. I'm, uh... Okay, so... Ben wrote back? Wait, uh, red... Red Rose, can, may I... Uh, yeah, that, we know what that is. Sure. So every yeah. now and then, Aunt Rose comes to visit. and mm -hmm. Sure. Ben wrote, quote, Oh, lover. <laughs> oh, lover. <laughs> I come to you full of hope and life, full of burning desire. Take the mountains and treasure box. Willie is starved and wants mommy. 
By the way, if you get these letters, you're like, oh, they're fucking. Oh, they're totally fucking, for sure. They're 100% banging. Boy, oh boy. So it was like their version of WhatsApp. Yeah, okay. Now, around this time, uh, there was a, a 30-year-old uh, Iowa Telegraph operator who had documents stating he was the king of Servian. Okay, is... wait. I mean, a little late to introduce this, Jim. <laughs> he said he was, a telegraph operator said he was the king of Serbia? Yep. Okay. And he was, and he had documents that he'd been collecting and he was now ready to seize his throne. So he wrote to Ben. <laughs> Why? Okay. Quote, I understand through the paper. I, too, have a treasure box, I think. Not 100%. My mounds are not... Uh, they're more plateaus. Quote, I understand through the papers that you are the head of a large number of unemployed of Chicago. I have a proposition to make you. Oh, boy. If you can this is like, I want a million dollars. If you can gather up about 3,000 men out of employment and can raise enough funds to charter a cheap ship across the ocean and get the men across with arms ready for war, I will provide them with an income for life. If this is a Nigerian or... prince email. <laughs> in either that or this country. Truly yours, Theo Maxtru, claimant to the Serbian throne. So Ben said he was up for it. What is happening? And then Ben did his best to get the support of rich wine merchants to finance the invasion. What? <laughs> because in return, when the king got his land, he would yeah, give them all yeah, the grape. Yeah, yeah, right. No, then you get $500 million. You yeah. get the grape land in Serbia. So, so he's doing this all to get a bunch of land in Serbia? Yeah. Okay, great. Cool. But the phone operator couldn't raise the 250000 and 5000 Why didn't he just call the king? We're needed. <laughs> He is the king. Oh, okay, never mind. Why didn't he have money as a king? So, so it never happened. Okay, <laughs> okay. But they tried. Sure. <laughs> uh, for a minute, I thought we were taking a banana's turn. <laughs> You've heard of the Serbian hobo war, right? <laughs> Prince Telegraph became the king of thy throne. It's ben had access to all the mounds and treasure boxes he wanted. Emma was livid. If you still bring up hobos in Serbia, they go crazy. Yeah, right. <laughs> okay. Should ask Milan about this. They came on trains! <laughs> <laughs> like, the first guy who's seeing it is like, that can't be real. I mean, I'm... I, I swear to God, I'm seeing a bunch of... They're carrying bean cans. I can't... And swords. Are those sticks with little bundles on them? No, 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 no. Come on. Come on. We're dehydrated. Come on. And they all got little tiny cigars. Come on. They've been blown up. (laughs) So Ben goes back to touring with Emma. They tour. (laughs) Was she alerted about his, like, possible side gig? I mean, I'm sure he told her, but it never happened. She was like, sure thing. Anyway, this treasure box is yours only, motherfucker. So... So, for the next eight years, he toured the country with her, speaking about anarchy, getting arrested. Ben spoke also. 
and he gave uh, vulgar speeches. Sure, sure. In a speech in 1912, he discussed teenage incest, sex between ministers and parishioners, masturbation orgies, mm-hmm. sex By between... the way, great orgies. <laughs> Fantastic orgies. Like, when are we... Oh. Mm. Oh. I could have just... Oh. Yeah. Okay. What are we... The no, people? still a cool idea. Great dip, by the way. This is... Mm. Oh, my God. It's not? Oh, my God. <laughs> The Beatles had a masturbation orgy. Yeah, the, the best interview McCartney gave. 74, he sat on that his whole life. And I was like, and uh, we used to jack off together anyway. Let's talk about Hey Jude. Oh, no, back to that. Yeah, John and I loved it. Yeah, Yellow Submarine's about a coming cock, yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Sorry, I mean, a will that's full of river. So Ben also said men had the natural right, quote, as a man, mm. oh, I would no. put it... I don't like the start. ...the right to have a hard-on. Uh, is, what is this speech about? He just I wrote a know. speech about his dick? But shouldn't that be an amendment in the Constitution? <laughs> well, I mean, sure. <laughs> with, our, with our government, absolutely. <laughs> in 1912, the IWW, the Wobblies, were organizing uh, in San Diego. A wobbly named Joseph Mikolazik was killed by police in his home. Okay. No one knows what really happened, but one cop was shot, another was hit in the head with an axe, and then uh, Joseph was shot and killed. I think so, I know what happened. <laughs> <laughs> do, do I need to matlock the moment? <laughs> Pretty sure it's clear. <laughs> We're not sure what happened, but uh, one died from an axe, another's dead, and he's dead. And, and we will never know. <laughs> so, no local funer- funeral parlor in San Diego would bury McCullisick. Okay. So, Emma had his body shipped to Los Angeles. That's where her and Ben were. Okay. They held a memorial in, L- in, L- memorial in L.A., and it seemed like every leftist who got off the train from San Diego was bruised, had blood-drenched clothes, or broken bones. Okay. So they're just being beaten up in San Diego. Okay. By? People. Okay. Just right. Citizens. Okay. Right. All right. Good old-fashioned San Diegans. Sure. Yeah. No. The warmth San Diego culture. So Ben and Emma headed to San Diego for demonstrations. Okay. When Not a good idea. No. When their train pulled in to the depot... Is a that large... a euphemism? <laughs> no, that's an actual... Oh, okay. I thought they train banged. Train depot, yeah. A large crowd was waiting. Cars blocked the tracks. Women dressed for a night on the town yelled, quote, Give us the anarchist! We'll strip her naked! We'll tear out her guts! Jesus they still Christ. do that in San Diego. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I know. You get off a Pacific beach. You're like, next stop. A little aggressive. <laughs> So uh, that's local San Diego stuff. And uh, so no one had considered that Ben and Emma might take a shuttle. So they just snuck onto a bus unobserved. Okay, great. That's the best way to do it. Sure. But then, so it's a double decker bus and there's the open top. And so they went up top and they Bad were just move. watching everybody. Bad move if you're trying to be incognito. Oh, let's see the city while we're here, love. Come on. So then someone saw Emma on the top of yeah, the Yeah, no bus. shit. And yelled, quote, there's that Goldman woman up there. And then hundreds of people attacked the bus. Okay. Pounding on the doors, trying to scale the sides. 
The driver is freaked. He floors it and just speeds down Broadway. Well, it sounds like he had good training. He was like, ah, a farmer's market. <laughs> he speeds all the way to the hotel. And at the hotel, police had formed a gauntlet to keep the crowd back so they could walk into the hotel. Okay. So then the police chief came up to their hotel room and took Emma downstairs, telling Ben to stay in the room. Mm -hmm. And after she left, men broke in and kidnapped Ben at gunpoint. Yeah. The police were working with the vigilante committee to get Ben kidnapped. Okay. So they drove Ben out to the desert. Jesus Christ, they're going to like goodfellas him? Yeah. They stripped him naked and beat him. Quote, with a lighted cigar, they burned IWW on my buttocks. With one cigar? Yeah. Dude, that's like the bingo dopper. You're like, Jesus, do we have more cigars? Because this is, I'm, I'm not even in that second W. But also, that just makes you part of the union. Like, you're forever a union guy at that point. <laughs> For sure, yeah. No, that's yeah. what you come back with. You're like, well, you should all get these. Nothing weird happened in San Diego. Cool look I got going. Who's the best wobbly? Yeah. Uh, then they poured a can of tar over my head and Oh, my body. God. And in the absence of feathers, they rubbed handfuls of sagebrush on my body. Okay. Who, so some dude forgot feathers, and he's like, I have a bunch of sage. I was just making sure there weren't any evil spirits. I don't know. I'm sorry. My girlfriend got this stuff. I don't even know what I'm doing. So they tar and saged him? Yeah. Haven't heard of that. Well, it's like he's fighting in the movie Predator now. Sure, right. It's an old reference, but a good one. So one attempted to push a cane into my rectum. Whoa, 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 whoa. And another twist. The treasure box of the man? <laughs> Who's that guy? Is he going rogue? He's like, yeah, well, let's, let's do, do this. this. What? Let's do this. Oh, come on. Oh, uh, this is too far. We're burning his buttocks, but I can't put a little... Oh, okay. I'm the weirdo. You know what? You know, no, I don't even want to do this anymore. You guys say we're a gang. We're cool. And that we're all friends, and this is a safe space. And then the second a cane goes halfway in, everyone's like, me, 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 me. Come on. Come on. I don't need it to walk. What did you think I was doing? I had it the whole drive, Tom. The whole drive. Just put it in his butt and shut the fuck up. No, I don't want to anymore. Now you guys made it all weird, like I'm the cane butt guy. Whatever. Yeah, okay, yeah, come crawling back. Oh, my God. Whatever. Whatever, honestly. I don't even, I had other stuff I was going to do, but now I feel like a fucking weirdo. So I don't even want to, yeah. I'm going to put a balloon in his mouth and then blow it up. All right, all right. For those of you listening, Dave is smiling big. I forgot how to drink beer. Yeah, no. Easy, Emma. Ugh. It's snowing. I think we know who'd the cane guy'd be out of the two of us. The last time we did a show here, we were uh, we were out back. Oh boy! And and right they, the show they, ended, they have canes. Two guys walked by and they didn't know we were there. And one of them go, "Man, Dave was actually funny." <laughs> <laughs> and it was me and this other guy. <laughs> hey. By the way, just real quick, if you do want to take pictures, we don't give a shit. Yeah, we don't That's give a okay, shit. That's okay, right? Yeah, yeah, so picture, you can take record, yeah. video, whatever. Yeah. Um, 
And we say that after this point because we've already said all the crazy shit. Uh, oh, no. Oh, my God. So they, they twisted his testicles. Mm. Mm-hmm. Then they ordered him to kiss the American flag and sing the Star-Spangled Banner with feeling. <laughs> so they're proud boys. Uh, and then he, with feeling, yeah, I don't believe it. Twist his balls more. <laughs> oh, ow, my fucking balls! That's no, right. Um, at the very end, they made him run a gauntlet. Sure, yeah. Quote: When they were tired of the fun, they gave me my underwear for fear we should meet any women. What? Uh, who? They're gentlemen. They're multitasking like this. Yeah. yeah. You don't want All right, put on your underwear. Might be some broads about you. <laughs> we don't want to look weird. We don't want to see some sage-covered dick. Can we keep the cane in him when he put... Never mind, never mind, never mind. I'm done pitching. Uh, so he walked and took a train back to L.A. <laughs> he stood. <laughs> when he saw Emma at the train station, he said, quote, Oh, Mommy, I'm with you at last. Take me away. Take me home. Look who comes crawling back to Mommy. Now he wants monogamy. A year later, they returned to San Diego. Bad idea. A vigilance committee was waiting. The police took them to jail for their own protection, and the vigilantes gathered outside the jail and yelled, quote, Reitman, we want Reitman! Emma wanted to face the mob, but Ben refused to. Why? What what do you think he had resistance based upon? Uh, Please, expound. (laughs) Police put them back on a train. The San Diego Union, quote, city purges itself of anarchists, drives out Goldman and her pal. That's tough for him. He's like, I'm the other guy? (laughs) L.A. Times. The shrew is tamed. God, no wonder we don't subscribe. (laughs) Ben was now very over the violence associated with the movement, and Emma saw him as a coward. But does Emma know what happened to him when he yeah, got his yeah. balls twisted and he had to sing the national anthem with a she, cane butt? She said he was just like a ghost of what he had been. I wonder and why. She's had plenty of stuff in her rectum. She's fine. <sighs> Go. In Patterson, New Jersey, Ben held a rally against evangelist Billy Sunday. Leftists believe Billy Sunday's message hurt the labor movement. He told workers to be thankful for the few blessings they had. Boy, I already don't like him. Yeah. Mother Earth wrote, quote, his job is to make the workers content and satisfied with their misery. So on Easter 1915 in Patterson, Billy Sunday preached to a giant crowd of 8,000 while Ben held an anti-Billy rally across town at Turn Hall. Okay. That night, Turn Hall was burned to the ground. Okay. Miss Garrett A. Hobart, widow of the late vice president, said, quote, I look upon the fire as a visitation from God. This is... The millionaire who financed Billy's coming to Patterson said, quote, the Lord said, vengeance is mine. Uh-huh. Yeah, we all know how God talks. Yeah. No, he's the villain in a lethal weapon film. Yeah, that's, how, that's how I like to picture the Lord we imagine in the space and clouds. He's just some vindictive prick. I lay the plastic down. I'm going to pop him one. Huh? I'm God. Fuck it. Huh? 
before Anthony Comstock's anti-obscenity laws were passed in 1873... Wait, Anthony Comstock was the one who got profanity laws passed? Comstock. Well, still. You don't remember that episode? Yeah, I do, but it's still weird that he's the one who's getting profanity laws passed with the last name. Maybe that's why. Um, So before that... My name! Before that, birth control information and devices were easy to get, but now it was illegal. What were they? What? Never mind. <laughs> was it just pulling out? No, they had different things back then. Mole skin. They had condoms back then. And... Co- the condoms back then, they must well, they have just... they were made out of, like, sh- sheep bladder or whatever. Yeah, that's fun to put on. They're hard enough now. Snow. <laughs> Get the package opening on some of that. <clears throat> Jesus, it's gone. My will won't puncture your treasure box with the lamb any longer. So middle and upper class women could easily get uh, birth control, but the poor could not. Anarchists believe a person should be allowed to limit the number of children they had. Weird. Crazy, right? Yeah, imagine. Not what God wanted. Right. Yeah. On their ninth tour, Ben and Emma gave out birth control literature. Ben spoke to large groups about sex. He used forbidden oh words like vagina, uterus, and intercourse. Okay. He Whew. wrote... Yeah, he wrote and anonymously published a pamphlet titled Why and How the Poor Should Not Have Children. A little aggressive (laughs) with the angle, clearly. Uh, It explained birth control methods. He said to check condoms by blowing them up like balloons. Mm -mm. (laughs) No, 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 not the way to, no. Nope, tie a knot and then make an animal. Then you got a winner. Give it the tail. There it is. Uh, he described rubber cervical caps, uh, douches, and uh, what were then called womb veils, which is a diaphragm. <laughs> <laughs> Why did they stop calling them that? It's so great. Yeah, it is better. Yeah. For sure. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> is your womb veil on? Allow me, my love. (laughs) Special day. October 6, 1915, Ben and Emma were arrested in Portland for giving out a birth control pamphlet. (laughs) The charge was handing out literature of an illegal character. A very large crowd gathered for the trial. The Oregon Daily, quote, When Deputy City Attorney Latourette declined to read aloud the pamphlet that caused all the trouble... Audible signs of disappointment were heard from all parts of the room. Oh, my God. Just a bunch of guys are like, oh, fuck it. All right, let's get out of here. He's not going to read it. Mm. My will has shrinketh. Uh, they were fined guilty and found $100. Uh, okay. They appealed and the judge agreed. Uh, amazing. The next year, Emma was jailed in New York for speaking about birth control. A few days later, Ben was arrested for unlawfully distributing printed matter of indecent character. At his trial, he represented himself. (laughs) Not good. He said, quote, we believe by birth control the human race will be better and that we will have better and happier babies. Your Honor, what kind of fuckery is this? (laughs) Lord. If people can fuck and not have children, what hope do we have? (laughs) So uh, he was convicted and given 60 days. Okay. While in jail, he received so many letters from women that it stunned the prisoner trustees who checked the mail. 
One was from Anna Martindale, a suffragette who had met him four years before. She was attractive and a believer in free love and fine not being the only woman in his life. Jesus, this is not... He's like, she's perfect. For me, match up perfectly. He was arrested in Cleveland for giving out birth control letter and given six months and a $1,000 fine. It was the longest term ever handed out in the U.S. for birth control agitation. Jesus. Birth control agitation. I laugh, but it's coming back. Yeah, honestly. Uh, It's fine. Only three of our Supreme Court justices believe in it. Mm -hmm. Uh, So he's a release pending appeal, and then World War II, uh, sorry, World War I started, and the Espionage Act was passed. And now feds were arresting anarchists and labor organizers for treason and anti-war activity. So Ben wanted out of the whole fucking deal. Sure. And he was also upset Emma wouldn't marry him and give him kids. So he moved to Chicago with Anna. It's a weird angle. Yeah. For the others. Um, Now, Anna and Ben never married, but they went by Dr. and Mrs. Reitman. And they had a son named Brutus. You're throwing a lot here. Let's... Ben opened a medical practice again. Good. Um, three weeks after Brutus's birth, his appeal was denied, and he had to serve six months. Letters to Anna were not as hot as the ones he'd written to Emma. Well, because Emma was the one who seemed to have the euphemism yeah. game down pretty strong. She like, as he's got to take the lead, it's yeah. not going to be good. He's like, my penis. No, not my penis. It's a term for it. Leg, third leg. No, uh. Mm. Is good. Okay. <laughs> the other prisoners are pitching in. That's good, Todd. That is <laughs> unbelievable. Good. This is getting better. This is getting better than the last one. We just called it the weird leg. Okay, now. Quote. This is to Anna. You have been a great force and blessing in my life. I am so glad you are my wife. I can understand now why a joy lady has a pimp. Wait. <laughs> it's a love well, letter. No, it's not. No, she makes him understand why sex workers have pimps. She, that's how much, that's how great she is. Like, she, he now gets but, I mean, why so he's sex like, workers <laughs> have to give money to a guy who beats them up. Oh, boy. And makes them fuck guys It's on weird the that I miss treasure and mounds. <laughs> Like, I never thought I'd be in that position where I was like, that's the best one. <laughs> so he got out of prison after six months and was appointed as a doctor at a VD clinic in the Chicago House of Correction. Uh, World War I had made a big focus on VD as a public health problem. Yeah. At the same time, Emma was Are they released... building a railroad above yeah, us? It's, it's a tink, tink, tink. It's going to be great on the recording. Yeah. yeah, it'll be your fault somehow. Yeah, people scream at me. <laughs> Come on, Dave. Did you have to build during it? We get that you love welding. <laughs> Emma was released from prison and deported. Wow, okay. Yeah. A farewell banquet, banquet was held in Chicago, and everyone gave speeches attacking the government. Then Ben stood up. First, he said Emma was the greatest feminine force in the United States. And then he said she had seduced him away from religion. Uh, what? <laughs> Quote, you revolutionists, you radicals, you anarchists, go on with your petty talk and your petty ideas, but you'll never achieve the millennium in that matter. You may accomplish good and you may accomplish harm. I'm not a revolutionist, not an anarchist. I'm a reformer. 
And everyone was like, man, you're a bummer. Yeah, what you're you a are. real loser what, now. What about just saying we love you? Angela? We liked your early stuff. Yeah. So then Ben returned to his place as the leading figure at the Hobo College. That's still cooking? Yep. How many years are they, like, how many degrees have gone out? A lot of hobos are full, like, PhDs and shit. Sure, sure, for yeah. sure. Hobos came again to hear Ben's lectures. Other hobos spoke. Professor Patty Carroll taught how to live without eating. This is before they knew food mattered? Yellow Kid Wheel. What the? No, buddy, slow down. King of the con men taught finance. Now it is Trump University. <laughs> That's Eric's class. <laughs> huh? Professor o- Ohio Skip lectured what? on... What? Your professor's named Ohio Skip. <laughs> Do you not go, I need to go to a better place? <laughs> All right, boys. <laughs> Professor Ohio Skip lectured on the best towns to hit and miss and the relative habits of the bulls and bulldogs in each. Hobos also gave lectures at University of Chicago sociology classes. <laughs> you can open up a can with a rock! What about the bulldogs, sir? Fight back, you bite them! It's good stuff. Just squiggly lines. Mm-hmm. 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 The University of Chicago and the College of Hobos held... It's not getting any more normal. ...held debates. Oh, to be a fly on the head. In 1923, the hobo team of Boxcar Bernie, Larry the Loud, and Fred Fordyce beat the university students. (laughs) You knew you had an applause break coming. (laughs) Give me the names one more time. Um, Boxcar Bernie. Sure. Larry the Loud. I am Boxcar Bernie. The 1%. Fred Fordyce. Fred Fordyce, for sure. One of Ben's favorite places to hang out was a club called Dill Pickle. An ex-hobo had opened up a big barn-like place for hobos to hang out when they were in town. Okay. But then all kinds of people came. Tycoons, bums, writers, gangsters, labor organizers. Ben was the press agent. He helped publish the Dill Pickler. <laughs> and he couldn't use that when he's writing letters to the other woman? <laughs> it's right there. My Dill's looking for a pickling. I'm going to put my relish in your hamster. <laughs> I'm looking to ferment in your lady jar. Oh, God, I almost threw up. <laughs> oh, that got you. The Dill Pickler was a collection of stories, poems, jokes, and gossip from the community. Gossip. <laughs> Did you hear this one? <laughs> the government became concerned about what was going on in the Dill Pickle. Oh, oh, oh my God. <laughs> Informers from the FBI and the War Department infiltrated. The, the War Department's like the Dale Pickle is a problem. 
Have you read the gossip column? They got poems. I think they're bugging the beans. One informant sent a report, quote, They were there for anything that came. Girls were observed smoking cigarettes. One sat on a man's lap, and there was much freedom. Grumble, 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 grumble. (laughs) They got a CSI board. One sad smoked a cigarette and sat on a man's lap. We've got (laughs) him! In 1919, the president of the Stockyard Steamfitters Union took exception to Ben calling him the, quote, cuspidor philosopher every time he came into the club. So he's just kind of like... A, cusp- a cuspidor is a spittoon. So what the fuck is his title? Well, he's... Ben's calling him a spittoon philosopher, so I guess he's calling him like an idiot who talks a lot. So, like, the spittoon was the water cooler, so he's just sort of like... Yeah, he's saying you're an the, a t- idiot who talks a lot, I think. Okay, well, I know what that feels like. So, <laughs> the, <laughs> so the guy wrote a nasty poem about Ben and read That's it. That's how you'll show him. <laughs> <laughs> Roses are red. Yeah, go limerick on the boy. Oh, this dude had a cane almost put up his ass and a cigar <laughs> tattoo. And he's like, I'll write a poem. That'll silence the man. Um, so he read it out loud at the Dill Pickler. It was also printed in a paper with the swear words blacked out. They're redacting that? Ben was upset and he resigned from the club. Oh. And he said he was going to start a new religion to get even. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, boy. Quote, I have the same feeling passing through my aura that Muhammad and Brigham Young had when they founded their religion. No, 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 no. There has to be a new Messiah. No. I'm that guy. No, 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 no. (laughs) This is why you don't give men capes. Uh, Jesus. So now he's like, you know what I'll show him. I'm Jesus. That'll work. exactly how Scientology started. (laughs) Uh, He said it was going to be based on Freudian theory with a bit from all other religions thrown in. Sure, right. Just sort of a cocaine cake. Yeah. From the Chicago Tribune, May 13, 1919. Quote, All who wish to help the poor are invited to do so through the new church, which promises to supervise the moral and intellectual requirements of the poor. Sins will be forgiven for the lowest possible penance. He mm. called it the New Church, okay. which didn't catch on, so he changed it to the House of Blazes. <laughs> I'm closer to signing up. And then no one paid attention, and it went away. Okay. In the 1920s, in the summer, Ben swam for an hour a day. And sorry, like, sorry. Is that the end of the Jesus portion? Yep. He tried to start a religion, and no one cared. <laughs> I wish that was the Scientology story. <laughs> okay. So he had a two-year dalliance with being Jesus, and nobody gave a shit. He's like, all right, I'm a swimmer. I swim. Yeah, so he would swim an hour a day in Lake Michigan, and people would come out, to watch, come out to watch him swim. And then he'd give impromptu lectures from the water. <laughs> is he not tired? What kind of stroke is he doing? The breast? He's like, and then... 
Let's talk about vaginas. <laughs> this guy's the best swimming prophet. He's unbelievable. So at this time... He turned water into bullshit. <laughs> at this time, 10% of the population had syphilis at some point in their lives. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, two to four times as many had uh, gonorrhea. Many infected were unaware until they became sterile, had heart disease, paralysis, blindness, insanity, or died of complications. Boy. So, so Ben knew syphilis was preventable and made it his mission to stop the spread. But all, does he know how to stop syphilis? Yeah. I don't feel like he has the training. He does. He does? Yeah. Are you serious? Yep. Okay. Ben wrote... Because I just remember a pile of canines. Ben wrote... The procedure for prevention is unbelievably simple. Oh, no. Rubber preventatives are fairly reliable okay. when intelligently used by a sober person. Yeah, like blow them up like a balloon. Yeah. <laughs> Soap and water and immediate voiding after contact also gives protection. Mm. So, but he's, he's right. He's, he's saying, right about the condom. A condom and, right. then, and then come. Wash your dick and you're yeah, and then good? wash your dick off. Sorry, I mean, uh, clean the will after the treasure? But it's very taboo to discuss. The secretary of the Chicago Board of Health told Ben, quote, I haven't any objection to you doing prophylaxis propaganda. We're going to take it up someday, but for the present, you have to be very careful and don't get us into trouble. So she's like, just let him get syphilis. It's kind of uncomfortable for some of us. Yeah. Right. Okay. In 1930, Anna became pregnant, had an illegal abortion, developed an infection, and died a few days later. Shit. Brutus was 12. Ben missed Anna quite a bit, but also used his sadness to get sympathy from women and get them in bed. <laughs> Use what you got, you know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Rose Siegel, a woman he'd been seeing for years, became his new wife in July 1931. She was 52, she was 38. Ben's friend, Dr. Frederick Cook, from episode number 240, North Pole Madness, served as his best man. Oh my God, what? Yeah, that's right. This dude has another chapter left in him? Why not just take bed for the rest of your life after that? <laughs> Even though Rose had been having an affair with Ben for years, she was now not happy that he was cheating. So they separated. Emma published her autobi- Emma Goldman published her autobiography in 1931. In it, she said Ben was a thief, a coward, and the villain in their relationship. Yeah, but he also had the key to the treasure box. Thank you. Yeah. Ben wrote to her, quote, My dear mommy... You do not get to call her mommy anymore, <laughs> motherfucker. Never in my whole life was I so outraged, humiliated, bitter, disappointed, and crushed. He then wrote a book called The Second Oldest Profession, uh, a scholarly study of pimps complete with statistical tables. <laughs> Let me guess. He just put, like, a bunch of tables out. He's like, so these are the tables. (laughs) How does this work? Ben visited Rose in New York over the Christmas holiday in 1932. He was also spending time with a new woman, Medina This dude, okay. And another, Alina O'Connor. Clearly, he he should be the voice on how to avoid syphilis. (laughs) He asked uh, asked her to help him write a book. So Eileen moved in with Ben his mom, Ida, and Brutus. She was his secretary, helping with the book, handling his mail, which included letters from other women he was sleeping with. Is that what? 
So she was opening letters. Oh! She was, she was having sex with them. You had a lot oh. of fun with her. All righty. Oh, boy, you're very popular. What's a mountain? <laughs> Ben's code name for Eileen's vagina was Margaret. Terrible. What? Not how you do it. He's just kidding. You may as well make it vagina. I can't wait to be inside of Margaret again. <laughs> what? Is it? What is this? No, it's not what you think. Margaret's a vagina. <laughs> Ta motherfucking da. One letter to her quote. Glad that Margaret is recovering. Oh, no, 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 no. Tell her she has to be prepared for heavy work. Dude, listen. The next 15 years, she will have a daily task. I love love that he put a 15 year limit on fucking her. Who's got an expiration date? (laughs) I mean, that's. What? Mm. Who's Margaret? It sounds like she's getting worked over. Anyway, next. I love you, sugar. So the manuscript was rejected by the publisher, and Ben then blamed Eileen, saying, quote, uh, she satiated him with sex and spoiled his book. Dude. She was upset, and she left Chicago, but she still wrote to him, hoping they'd get back together. In January 1934, Ben got a job as a sociologist for a federal study on homeless men in Chicago's shelters. That spring, Ben went to New York City to spend two weeks with Rose and see Medina on the side. He also wrote to Eileen that it was the, quote, two most perfect weeks of his life. Oh, my God. Jesus Christ. Like, (laughs) it's just... Yeah, like, it's hard to keep up. Yeah. Hearing it, I can't imagine doing it. Yeah. Ben then convinced Eileen to return to Chicago and help him with a new novel about a woman hobo. A wobo? <laughs> Medina said she wanted to have babies with Ben, and he wrote a counterproposal. What, what, is, what he's pitching? All right, let me tell you. How about this? He wrote that they should have an affair, and she should help him write his book. How about this? I'll be your child. <laughs> huh? But I'm a child who gets to have sex with you. I mean, Margaret the fuck out of you. Uh, Medina passed. Weird. Why? What was her problem? Now, Ben was often referred to in newspapers as the king of hobos. But hobos in other cities also claimed that title. <laughs> sure. Like happy, A monarchy struggle. Yeah. Like happy Dan O'Brien, who believed he'd earned the title after a brutal 50-year career on the rails, during which he'd broken nearly every bone in his body. There was also Al Kaufman, Jolly Joe Hamilton, and Joseph Leon Cohen, Senegal Lorazowitz. Well, I think we have our frontrunner. Who also went by DMIG and DHO. So this man just peddled for names. Spare a name? Doctor of Migration and Doctor of Hoboology. For sure that guy. Another guy, Jeff Davis, ran the hobo. What? Get out of here, Jeff Davis. <laughs> you ain't hanging with this guy. <laughs> you fucking loser. Jeff Davis ran the Hobos of America in Cincinnati. He was friends with Ben and at one time 
uh, ben, gave Ben his organization's highest honor, Order of Night of the Road. This is Scientology now. <laughs> but in 1935, the organization crowned Jeff, quote, monarch for life, King Jeff I, Emperor of the League of Hobos of America. L. Ron signed the Sea Org deal for a billion years. But newspapers kept calling Ben the king of the hobos. Okay. Jeff did not like it. Oh, boy. Ben was then summoned to a trial. But on, in what court? The hobo court. The, what? What? The hobo court of America. Okay. For sure. All rise for Judge Stubble. Hold up, hold up your hand and put your hand on your jar of urine. And wink. Do you swear to say crazy stuff, rambling stuff, and stuff that makes no sense at something like this, so help you me? Glad the moon's a fish! Yeah, take your road. <laughs> so Ben, after the He trial, shows up? Yeah. Who shows up? Yeah. It's hard it's to get fucking, people to jury duty. He got, he got subpoenaed. No, he didn't. <laughs> no, he didn't. Yeah, he got, yeah. No, he did not. The fish came. Yeah. Oh, I know what this means. <laughs> I'm off. <laughs> so the trial happened, and Ben was stripped of his knighthood and put on probation. <laughs> You cannot eat cold food for five years. You're in trouble in makeup world. <laughs> ben responded, quote, Oh, my God. There is nobody fit for the title but me, but I don't want it. Dude. He said that his natural modesty forbade him to list reasons for his claim to the title. Mm-hmm. Then he listed all the reasons for his claim sure. to the title. Sure. He had hoboed for more than 40 years, had led a march of hobos in 1906, and had started the Hobo College in Chicago. Quote, I ask you, doesn't that entitle me? But remember, I don't want it. Right, 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 right. Okay. Uh Uh-huh. Sure. So early in 1935, Ben moved to New York to live with Rose and see Medina on the side. And Eileen was there, too. My God. One day, Eileen walked in on Ben having sex with a young woman in his office. He apologized, and she forgave him. Sorry about this. <laughs> Close the door. Just, can you high-five me really quick? Yes, I love you. How can I stay mad at wait, you? Wait, just wait until I'm going to come, and then high-five. Okay. Oh, my God. <laughs> We're in love. Pleasure <laughs> to meet you. Hmm. Nice mountains. In the spring of 1935, Brutus left for a hobo tour of Europe. Ben so drove, it's genetic? Yeah. Ben drove to Texas with Medina to meet her parents, who were very conservative. Ben tried to convince them of the merits of anarchism, and then he asked them for a loan. <laughs> it's pretty hard to follow up your anarchy pitch with, I need money. But I do believe in the monetary system, so if I could get a floater... <laughs> be nice uh, Ben had money trouble he began performing illegal abortions no. he, oh Jesus Christ he didn't like earning money off women like this but he had no choice 
Eileen moved to Long Beach, where she slept with Ben's scarf on her pillow and started writing a biography called I Love Ben Reitman. (laughs) A memoir of scarf sex. (laughs) Medina had a baby, a girl named Mecca, and moved in with Ben. He loved his new daughter. And then he and Eileen finished the book, Sister of the Road, the Autobiography of Boxcar Bertha, as told by Ben L. Reitman. (laughs) Who better to tell the tale? In 1937, the Surgeon General got 600 doctors and social hygienists to work on a massive anti-VD campaign to fight syphilis and gonorrhea. Ben formed an organization, the Chicago Society for the Prevention of Venereal Disease. It was just him... He might be the one spreading it at this point. Well, this gave him the clout to be hired by the Chicago Syphilis Project. Okay. So he studied possible solutions to syphilis. syphilis. Boy, it hits the mouth first, doesn't it, David? (laughs) He pushed for prevention over treatment. He gave talks all over the city to anyone who would listen. Quote, wash with soap and water, use douches, use condoms. He told crowds they could have all the sex they wanted and never catch the SIF. The secret to prevention should never have been a secret. Use condoms. He approached the Surgeon General with his plan to distribute condoms and promote their use. Uh, The Surgeon General was a Catholic, and he preferred abstinence. Yeah, as all Catholics do. Yeah. (laughs) Unless you're in the church. (laughs) Or a boy. Yeah. He... Oh, sorry, gang. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Did I I say something? You're right. No, you're right. I apologize for saying facts. No, you're right. No, right. No. Take the side of the cardinal. Um, The uh, Surgeon General said, quote, Take it easy, Ben. I'm doing whatever I can. We agree with you that prophylaxis is important, but there's a great deal of opposition in the clergy and the women's clubs and the educators, so we'll, we'll do it eventually. Ugh. Just God. let people die. I mean... That year, drug stores were, started being raided and people being arrested for selling condoms. My God. Ben gave tours of seedy Chicago areas. He took respectable people, like a group of Gary women... Gary... Uh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Go ahead. Sorry. said. It's like a... They wanted to visit, quote, some really slummy places. Uh, th- uh... They visited a pornographer named Hard-On Slim. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> yeah, it looks like a spaghetti, but you'll get used to it. Anyway, how you doing, huh? Spaghetti? Yeah, yeah. No, it's like uh, spaghetti. Like, uh, you ever try to open, uh, like, a car with a piece of spaghetti? Uh, uh... Boom. Cooked or not cooked? Well, rarely cooked. Mostly cooked. Uh, Al dente. (laughs) Uh, You're not going to feel a thing. They stopped at a club for female impersonators and then went to where black sex workers offered themselves for a little change or a cold drink. Okay. Then, but... Ben publicly criticized the public health service for not supporting prophylaxis and was fired. So he's saying, use fucking condoms. And, yeah, pretty... Yeah, right. You know, the thing that'll save uh, lives. Right, yeah. For the rest of his life, Hobos vid- visited Ben's house looking for money or a meal. He never refused anyone. 
He continued to lecture, but now he drew crowds in the 20s instead of thousands. For years, he had lived with untreated diabetes, and in October 1939, he had a stroke. He was now unable to dress himself and had to give up his medical practice, and he became depressed. Ben's son, Brutus, graduated from the University of Chicago and joined the Air Corps Ferrying Command Service, whatever the fuck that is. (laughs) Ben and Medina never married, but they had two more daughters. Eileen would pass in and out of Ben's life. She never finished the biography. (laughs) And on November 17, 1942, Ben Reitman died of a heart attack at the age of 63. Rose telegraphed the surrogate court, quote, Stop all legal proceedings! Of, of the will until I, the legal widow, arrive in Chicago as soon as possible. She arrived. Wait, the legal reading of the will being talking about his penis? Yep. Okay. Uh, she arrived and learned she got nothing. Ben left everything to Brutus except his life insurance policy, which went to his daughter's. Ben put in his will that Brutus should use $250 to throw a, heart, a party for hobos. That should be in every person's will. <laughs> for sure. I agree. Shortly after Ben's death, Medina gave birth to their fourth daughter. Then Brutus got measles, which led to spinal meningitis, and he died two months after oh, Ben. Oh, wow. He was 25. Brutus, Brutus's wife also had a baby after his death. But then they have something to bond over. So there was never a hobo dinner then. Right. In 1972, Ben Reitman's book about the female hobo was turned into a movie called Boxcar Bertha, directed by Martin Scorsese. Oh, shit. Jesus, that's how you leave it? Jesus, God. <laughs> I mean, can we play the film? <laughs> wow. Yeah. 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 What a crazy theory about condoms, though, huh? <laughs> Imagine. It's coming back. Yeah, all of it? Syphilis? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, we so got I'm, cocky. Yeah. So I want to talk about something. You guys have probably heard it at the end of our thing, but I want to approach it from another angle. Um, obviously, things are not great with the climate. Um, they just released a study um, about insects. And when I was a kid, we, lived on a, we had a ranch, and we would turn on a light outside of our, our ranch, and moths would fucking attack it. 20, 30 moths. And when I turn on a light outside my house now, I turned on a light a week ago and I left it on for five days. Not one moth. Because a study just came out that 80% of insects have died over the past 30 years. Literally an insect apocalypse because of climate change. And guess what? We can't live without insects. We die. So I started a group with Gareth called Planet Change 10. Two words. P-L-A-N-I-T, Change 10. Two words. We don't have any time 
There is no time to, for fucking pragmatism and, oh, let's wait it out. It's over. It's time to fucking change everything and do it fucking now. So there's been a lot of psychological studies when people hear about climate change and when people say stuff like, oh, 80% of the insects are dead, that people shut down and don't know what to do and, and they get freaked out. So our group is to bring people together and to talk about that stuff and get those people who ordinarily don't know what to do and are scared of this shit and get them talking. And then from that, we want artists to come out and we want to create propaganda like the shit Banksy puts on walls. And we want to put it fucking everywhere and drive it into all these motherfuckers' heads that it's happening and they can't avoid it. Put it on every fucking wall, everything on the internet. So that's our idea. So and Also the kids in Australia this week. The kids in the Australia. The way they handled that shit. I've been talking about this. Get kids out to just say how they feel. Not have kids read statements about science, but have them come out and say what they feel. Because I know kids that are crying themselves to sleep. I know a bunch of parents who say their kids cry, cry all the fucking time. Because they think they're going to die. So have that kid read a fucking statement and say, Nancy Pelosi, you can't put people who take fossil fuel money on environmental committees because I think I'm going to die. And the way the and kids... see what the fuck she says to that. The way the kids handled that this week and the way the politicians looked like huge right. dickholes when they were like, I mean, these fucking kids, then I went, they, they just looked I mean, like old, dumb shits. They and the literally, kids looked light years smarter than them. They lost their fucking minds. The politicians lost their minds. So that's the plan. Attack them with our emotions and how we feel about stuff. Instead of reading facts, that's not going to work. Get out there and say, why are you killing our children? Straight up. So, please join uh, Planet Change 10, Facebook, we're on Instagram, we got a... Twitter. Twitter, um, P-L-A-N-I-T, Change 10. Two words, Planet, two we're, words. We're building the website, and then we're going to start putting everyone in groups and putting shit together and then taking action. Yep. So please, join. Thank you so much, Chicago. We appreciate the shit out of it. Truly, thank you. Oh, hey there, everybody. It's Gareth, you know, from this, uh, this podcast. Uh, listen, I've got some stand-up shows. I'm inviting the Garmy, the Gareth Army. To join me for. I will be in Fort Collins, Colorado, August 18th and August 19th. I will be in Minneapolis, Minnesota, August 24th through August 26th at Acme. I will be going to the UK in September. Please join me. I will be in Glasgow, September 13th, London, September 15th, Dublin, September 17th, and September 19th, Manchester, Birmingham, September 20th. Bristol, September 22nd, and Cardiff, September 24th. And then in November, I'll be in Australia. November 10th, almost sold out, I think. I'll be in Melbourne, Australia. Then I will be in Northbridge, Australia on November 15th. Adelaide, November 16th. Canberra, November 17th. Brisbane, November 18th. And then I will be in uh, Sydney on November 24th. Go to GarethReynolds.com for tickets. Garmy, let's get at it. After it. Let's see you there. 
Hey there, people listening to The Dollop. Uh, this is Gareth. Yes, the same guy. I Listen, I have a new podcast called We're Here to Help that I'm doing with my friend Jake Johnson. It's basically a call and advice show where we don't say that we're professionals because we aren't, but we try to help people with problems that are important to them. You can listen to it wherever you listen to podcasts, and it is out right now. So go listen to We're Here to Help with Jake and Gareth. We're here to help with Gareth and Jake. I don't remember how we did it, but either way, fun half hour comes out Tuesday, August 22nd, and the episodes will be out every Tuesday and Friday. We're here to help 